who is house gathered in his name to worship
seems like there's such tragedy and just such bad things every single day. It's so wonderful to know that we can turn to Him. Amen. I'm so thankful for that. So glad to see each and every one of you here with us this evening. It's a holiday week and there's a lot of people traveling, but we know we don't have to have many to have a good time in the Lord. I've been looking forward to to be in here all weekend, and I had to be away this this past weekend myself, and uh, it's just such a such a refreshing thing to be here gathered with you all and be able to worship in the Lord. Let's just sing that little chorus. I love the thrill. Yeah, I know I sing that song a lot, but I love that. I just love being here amongst God's people, amongst my brothers and sisters, my true family. I just love it. I love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. Love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. What a sight just to see all the happy faces praising God in heavenly places. What a thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. This is so true. Oh, what joy His love affords when we meet in one accord and we lift our hearts in praise unto the Lord. There's no place I'd rather be 
and I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. What a sight just to see all the happy faces praising God in heavenly places. What a thrill that I feel when I get together with God. Oh, let's just sing that chorus one more time. Oh, I love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. I love the thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. What a sight just to see all the happy faces praising God. Heavenly places, what a thrill that I feel when I get together with God's wonderful people. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hey, Amen. I've had this song on my heart for a couple of weeks now. and um, I heard somebody uh, on a video or something talking about how that that um, Christians liken themselves to God when they become Christians because they said that they had His power. Well, from what I understand, when you got the, the power of the blood, you've got all the power you need. We're little creators, right? Everything that we need is in that blood. And I love this song the words of this song, Would you be free from your burden of sin? Would you be whiter than snow? There's power in the blood. So let's just loosen up. It's just me. No need to get nervous. Just just turn loose and just let it go. And I promise you, you'll have a blessing in store. Let's sing this. Oh, would you be free from your burden of sin? There's power in the blood. Power in the blood. Of victory when there's wonderful power in the blood. Oh, there is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, there is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be free from your blood, power in the blood, come for a cleansing to Calvary's time, there's wonderful power in the blood, oh there's power, power, wonder working power in the blood. Just blood of the 
There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily His praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. troubles they'll never hold on to me hallelujah there is none like you no one else can touch my heart like you do I could search for all eternity Lord and Search for all eternity, Lord, and find there is none like you. Amen, Brother Matt, if you'll just continue to play.
play that real softly. We'll just change the order of the service here. I've just uh, heard from Brother Barry. He's obviously not uh, able to be here this evening. He sends his greetings. says he will be back this weekend. Uh, just a couple of requests to uh, remember uh, Sister Frida Drum. She had some dental work today, so we want to remember her in prayer. We want to remember Sister uh, Rachel Coffey. She's uh, still not doing well yet. And uh, we want to remember our pastor as he's traveling. There's uh, many among us that is traveling this week and away on vacation and things. I know there's many unspoken requests among us. Amen. I'd like to ask Brother David Stevens if he'd come and just take us to the Lord in prayer this evening. Just remember to pray for each other, saints. We're in a time where we really, really need each other's prayers. We really need that. Amen. God bless you, brother. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity, dear Lord, to come into your house middle of the week, dear Lord, to get a refreshing in our spirit, oh God. We just come humbly before you, dear Lord, petitioning for these that are reaching out for healing in their bodies, dear Lord. We just ask you to go to them even now, dear Lord, and touch their infirmities, dear Lord, because by your stripes they're already healed, dear Lord. We're just binding our faith with theirs. We just ask you to keep a hedge protection around us. And around everyone who's traveling, dear Lord, we just ask you to keep them safe as they go and as they come back. Just ask you to bless the minister who's bringing the word tonight, dear Lord. Just anoint their lips. Give them lips of clay, dear Lord, that they would speak what you would have them to speak, dear God. We just ask you to anoint our ears to hear what we have need of. May it fall into our hearts and in prepared ground, dear Lord. We just ask you to... Be with those that are playing the music, dear Lord. We just ask you to, to drop something special into their hearts, dear Lord, that you would be glorified. We just love you and we thank you. We give this evening solely into your hands. We love you and we thank you. We ask it all in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, I just feel led to go ahead and have uh, Brother Aaron just to come on at this time. Um, We'll just ask our ushers if they'll come. We'll just grab the uh, evening offering real quick. Uh, just real quickly, want to wish uh, Isaac Clayville uh, a birthday today. He's five years old. Five years old. Wonderful. Brother Tom, if you would just uh, bless the Amen. Let's just sing this song as Brother Aaron comes. I just really like singing this. Draw me close to you, never let me go. Draw me close to you. Never let me go. Lay it all down. my desire No one else will do Nothing 
guilt could take your place. To feel the warmth of your find the way Lord bring me back to you celebrates Independence Day. Father, we also take the time, Lord God, to remember, Father, how you set us free from sin and shame, never to be slaves again, oh God. No, but never to be under the control of the world, never again to be under the control of denomination or men's ideas, but to be free, oh God, as sons and daughters of God. We thank you tonight and we sing from all our hearts that you are all that we want tonight. You are all that we need Father, help us, O oh God, to, to draw nigh unto you. For you said in your word, draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. Be with us tonight, Father, as we, Lord God, the fellowship around the revealed word of the hour. I pray that you be the minister, and Lord God, may you also be the hearer of the word. May you be the after speaker, O oh God. May you take, Lord Jesus Christ, this vessel aside, and may you just speak to your children. We ask these things in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you. You might have your seats for a moment. Um, I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's better. (laughs) Thank you so much, musicians. Really appreciate you. Uh, Hoping that you had a wonderful uh, 4th of July. I did. I went with my family to see some fireworks. Uh, (laughs) It was nice. Um, always appreciate every opportunity to be with the family and to be thankful and to be happy. We are living in a time where everyone is always complaining negative things you see on the news, right? Everything that you see is just negative and complaining. And But I want to say that we have to be very thankful for what God has given us and what God has allowed us to have. Praise the Lord. So, uh, Brother Barry is sending his greetings. He's away on his um, honeymoon. I know some of you are looking at me like it's not a honeymoon. 
anniversary, but you know, uh, every day has to be your honeymoon. <laughs> so <laughs> he's going to be back this weekend. So we certainly miss him. He's sending his greeting. And um, as a reminder, we have our men's meeting coming up on the 23rd to the 25th of September. Uh, early registration for the church is going to be open on the uh, on July 10th on a Sunday. It's going to be open for one week, and then it'll be open for the public. And then next week Sunday, we Brother Barry will be here. We also have a visiting minister, so we're going to have a uh, time with the young people, 18 years and above, at 3:30 in the fellowship hall. So um, there's a visiting minister coming next week Sunday. So. If you are here, young people, uh, we won't have Sunday school in the morning for uh, uh, our group and uh, Brother Peter's group. We will just have the afternoon session with um, visiting minister at 3.30. So if we can open our Bibles tonight from um, the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 1. We may stand if you can. The Bible says, I remember back in the days when I was in uh, Christian school, we, I, used to, I used to know this verse uh, by you know, memorizing it. <laughs> I'm not sure now, but <laughs> it was one of my favorite. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law, in the word of the Lord, and in the Lord doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, wheresoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor the sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the, Lord, for the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. May the Lord add the blessing to the reading of his word. We want to talk just for a very uh, brief moment. I don't have a lot of material here. Um, this is something that we were supposed to share with the young people on Sunday. But we didn't have class because a lot of the young people traveled. Some went to Ohio camp and some way away. So we ended up you know, postponing that. So I'm going to be sharing from that. Just added a little bit of uh, flesh so that at least it can also <laughs> suit the older people. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah, but it's good. Uh, I believe the word is the word. Um, there's no word for young people. There's no word for old people, right? It's just a way of you know being able to target more specifically, but the Bible is the Bible. Some of the most outstanding messages that Brother Burnham preached were preached to young people, like leadership, right? But I, you can't say, well, I'm not going to listen to this tape because it was for the young people. We all are children of God. And the Bible says, uh, 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 the Bible says unless you are converted like little children, that's why John says, little children, I write unto you. So before God's eyes, we are all little children. Praise be to God. So we're going to talk about the tree of life by the river of life. We spoke uh, some time back in class. We were talking about the sea of glass in Revelation. 
So I've been under this inspiration of uh, glass, sea, sea, the water. So today we're talking about the tree of life by the river of life. So Psalm chapter 1, the Bible says, blessed is the man. I like this verse, right? Uh, you know, it says, blessed is the man. We all want to be blessed. But here God is describing what a blessed man is. He says, blessed is the man that does not do these things. And he says, but blessed is the man who, 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 who delights in the law of God and who meditates upon it day and night. This is just a background. Now, I want you to know that it's very important to read the Bible, but it's also very, very important to meditate upon it. I feel like the word does not have life preeminence in our lives because sometimes we don't meditate upon it enough. Sometimes we can read the Bible during quiet time and then soon after service, we, we talk about baseball, we talk about basketball, we talk about you know, uh, sports. All those things are fine, right? But you have to meditate upon the word. It's like if you plant a seed, you want to make sure that it has enough moisture. It has a good atmosphere for it to germinate, right? So you come to church, you listen to a tape. Sometimes you need to sit and meditate, Sometimes when you come together as folks, you need to talk about what was preached in the service, what you were reading in the morning, what you, so that we talk about Jesus. And the moment you talk about Jesus, he comes upon the scene. The moment you meditate on Jesus, then he comes in your life. But you are living in a time where there is just so much to talk about. And there is little time to talk about Jesus. There is little time to meditate upon the word of God. But the blessed man, he meditates upon the word of God day and night. You know what that reminds me of? A young man who just falls in love. He's thinking about that girl day and night. You just can't help yourself. That's what a man that is on fire for Christ is. You are thinking about that word. And as you think about you're not thinking about the headlines. Because I'll tell you the truth. We are living in a time where things are just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. So it doesn't help to worry so much about all the headlines that are coming out. What, I, what, what can give you life is to think about the Bible. The Bible says, think on these things. If there is any praise, if there is anything that is good, think on, the, on these things. And the Bible says that, verse 3, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. So we have got two th- Two things that this verse mentions. It talks about a tree and it talks about the rivers of water. So you cannot separate these two. So if, you, if, if, if we go to the book of Revelations, which we will go right now, you will find that Revelations chapter 22 verse 1, the Bible says that, And he showed me a pure river of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it and on either side of the river, was the tree of life. So the tree of life was by the side of the water of life. There is no tree of life that is mentioned without the, the, the river of life. So Psalm chapter 1 in Revelation 22 verse 1 is exactly the same thing. So Revelation chapter 22 verse 1, obviously Revelation is the book of symbols. We know that the tree of life is Jesus Christ. How many knows that? How many knows that there were two trees in the Garden of Eden? The tree of life was Jesus Christ. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was Satan. 
We all know that. Because that's what the Bible says in the book of Ezekiel. When we shall read, the Bible says that you were in the garden of, of, of Eden. You, you cherub, praise the Lord. So, so Satan was in the garden of Eden. So Jesus is the tree of life. And all the symbols in the Bible, they talk about something. So when you read the Bible, have a spiritual mindset. Like for example, the Bible talks about, about garden. And what is a garden? A garden is, is, a, is a church. A garden is a woman, right? She receives seeds and she brings forth beautiful flowers. She brings forth fruit. So, so, so there was a garden which was in Eden, in, in East, which was talking about the church. And the devil came and defiled the garden of God. Praise God. So a woman is like a garden. You give her good things and she will be nice to you. If you are not nice to her, she won't be nice to you. She will give you the seed that you give her. Only that she will multiply the seed. Praise God. If you sow bitterness, you will reap bitterness. If you sow love, you will reap love. Praise be to God. That's what a garden is. So, 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 so even the Bible talks about, you know, the Garden of Eden, this garden, Jesus Christ being crucified in the you know, Garden of Gethsemane. So you, you, we don't have time to talk about that. But we just want to talk about tree. So the tree represents a human being. It represents Jesus Christ. It also represents you and me. Because remember, the church is also the bright tree. How many knows that? How many knows the spoken word, the restoration of the bright tree? So the bright tree, it's you and me. In fact, Jesus Christ said, I am the vine, you are the branches. So this tree of life is Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ is the head, head of the church. So we are part of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So the Bible is saying in Psalm 31, that he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. And his leaf shall not wither. And he shall bring forth fruit in his season. Hallelujah. And you read here in Revelation chapter 22, the Bible says that the tree of life yielded here fruit every month. And Brother Branham says that the tree of life was bringing forth 12 men of fruits. There's a fruit for, for, for the month of, of, of January. There's a fruit for the month of February. There's a fruit for the month of April up, up until December. So the, the tree in Revelation 22 is bearing fruit in every season, in every month. And the, and, and the tree in Psalm chapter 1, the Bible says that he brings forth fruit in season. And the prophet emphasized that in his season. So like right now, we are not going to produce the fruit of Martin Luther. We are not going to produce the, the fruit of John Wesley. We are going to produce the fruit of our season. Praise be to God. And the fruit of our season is us as a church becoming Jesus Christ himself. Because we have received the fullness of the word. Why did Jesus, why was the, the fullness of God dwelling in him? Because he was the fullness of the word. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, he says, Lord, I come in the volume of the books. To do thy will. What is written of me? Every scripture that was spoken of him in the Old Testament, he fulfills it. And as the bride of Jesus Christ, we are coming at the end of the age to fulfill every scripture in the Bible. 
and to tie out all the mysteries which were lost through the ages. Praise be to God. So we have to be planted by the rivers of living water. And the rivers of living water is the Holy Ghost. The rivers of life is the word of God. The river of life is the message of the hour. We cannot bear fruit unless we are planted by the rivers of water. If we are sitting anywhere outside the river of life, we cannot produce the fruit of life. Hallelujah. I believe Brother Barry at some time he preached a message about the vine, you know, talks about it from Psalm chapter 8. The prophet talks about that God took his vine out of Egypt because he wanted to plant it in Palestine. It was a good vine, but it was planted in the wrong place. God wanted to plant it by the rivers of living water. And the prophet says, God cannot deal with Israel unless he is back in her homeland. If it means that God has to bring, raise, raise up Hitler, if it means that God has to raise Aikman, he has to do it so that the vine can be planted by the rivers of life. And the church can never, God can never work with the church unless we are back in the word of God. God can never work with us. We can never have a revival outside of the word. The only way to have a revival is to come back to the word. The only way to have a revival in our life is to make sure we come back to the word. And the only way that this country can ever change is if we can go back to the word. If we can go back to the founding values. If we can go back to the foundation of life. But the devil does not want us to stay by the rivers of living water. He wants us to stay in the desert. There are two kinds of fruits. There are are trees that are planted in a desert and there are trees planted by the rivers of water. And the trees which come up in the desert, if you go to Arizona, I've never been there. Brother Chris can tell you about it. They are sticky. They, they are, you know, the cactuses, they are sticky. They, are, they have all kinds of things, you know, because there's no water. But the, but the flowers in the trees, which are planted by water, they are soft. They are blooming. They are all, all forever blooming. Why? Because they are planted where there is water. And the prophet says that's the same thing with the believer. A believer who is who is the Holy Spirit, he, he, he is not a person who is negative, grumpy, moody. He is someone who is sweet. He has an atmosphere of love around him. He's someone who, who, who you just want to hang around with. That's a person that is in the presence of Almighty God. Remember the, the, the dream of Sister Shepherd, where the waters were coming out, but they were leaking. And they say that you have to put honey so that it stops the leak. And the prophet says, honey represents brotherly love. If a person has got the Holy Spirit, brotherly kindness, it sticks like honey. You just want to stay around them because they are little creators. They have an atmosphere around them. But there are people who are grumpy and complaining. You don't want to be around them. Because everything is, everything is wrong. The restaurant they went yesterday is wrong. The, the person they met today was wrong. The supermarket, everything is just negative. If, you know, they are, when they are driving, they are always shouting and yelling. Hey, why, why, are you, why are you driving like this? You, know? you don't want to be like that. You want to be planted by the rivers of living water. 
And we have to plant our families by the rivers of living water. We have to plant our children by the rivers of living water. I don't care what seeds they have. If they are planted by the wrong place, it will never come out. It, you, it, they can have the right seed in them. Because God is the one that puts this seed. I am not responsible for putting any seeds. No one is responsible. The seed comes from God. Our duty is to make sure we create an atmosphere. Because an atmosphere is what brings life. This is why I believe in coming to church. I don't believe in streaming. I'm sorry. I mean, obviously, I know there are genuine reasons why people have to stream. I understand that. But when it comes to the Bible, I believe in coming to church. I don't believe in just staying home, playing a tape. That's not what God ordained. God ordained a body. He says, a body thou hast prepared for me. Christ is coming to rapture the body. Christ works through the body. There was a, a man from Ethiopia. He was reading the book of, in, in the book of Isaiah. He did not understand. And God had to send Philip. And Philip says, do you understand what you're reading? Why couldn't God just reveal himself to the, to the Ethiopian man, to the eunuch? You see, God has got his ways that he works. He, he had to walk, work through the body. And that body is called Philip. Praise God. Cornelius was a good man. He was, you know, good, doing everything good, listening to tapes at home. But God had to send Peter to his house. And when he sent Peter to the house, they had church. And when they had church, the Holy Ghost came down. Praise be to God. That's just the way God made things. You cannot baptize yourself. Someone has to baptize you. You cannot marry yourself. Someone has to marry you. You have to have communion. You cannot do it online. You have to come to church. Why am I talking about this so much? I'm not trying to be legalistic. I am trying to make sure that our young people have the right kind of foundation. Because in the old days, because there was a revival, people would have five, four, five services a day, a week, right? But now we can't do that. You know, we, we used to have two services on Sunday, one service on Wednesday. But now it's just one service on Sunday and one service on Wednesday. You want to make sure that you try as much as you can to come to church. I believe if you love God, you have to love coming to church. When people, during lockdown, people were mad. I, they should lift up these, these, these uh, lockdown rules. Why? People wanted to go to, to their, to their, to their uh, games in person. People wanted to, to, to go to their uh, concerts in person. You know, that's how people felt, like, right, in the world. How much more coming to church? There's no point of us saying, please remove the restrictions, and then the restrictions are removed, and then we can't come to church. When it comes to those principles, I'm a bit (laughs) old-fashioned. Praise be to God. Because I believe that God does not change. You can change your name. You can change uh, how you identify, but God does not change. You can change your nouns and your pronouns, but God does not change. God remains the same. God made things a certain way. It must remain that way. And God will never bless anything outside of his word. And my house, as much as I love it, I like it, it's beautiful, everything, it can never replace the house of God. Because one time I would be shouting to my dog, (laughs) it's not the house of God. This is the house of God. And the Bible says, where two or three are gathered, I shall be there in their midst. 
Why couldn't God deal with the Jews when they are in Germany or when they are in Ukraine or in Russia? Why did he have to bring them to, to Israel? Because God has ways that he works. You do not work your own way. You have to work God's way. And if a person will spend weeks and weeks without coming to church, I don't care what your excuse is. You are backslidden. You are backslidden. Something he has to tell you. I cannot spend. If I can ask you, can you spend 10 weeks without seeing your wife? You can't. Praise the Lord. Something will tell you that you can't do that. You say, Brother Aaron, why are you saying this? <laughs> I'm just preaching the gospel. Praise the Lord. The good thing is that if you are not a pastor, no one can vote you in. No one can vote you out. So you are free to preach whatever you want. What's on your heart? Praise God. <laughs> but if you are a deacon like Brother Andy, we might not vote you in next time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So let's read here. So what is a tree? John chapter 5 verse 15. The Bible says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. So, so you have to abide in him. You have to be by the rivers of water. The same bringeth forth much fruit. And I want you to know that God requires us to bring forth fruit. Remember the, the parable of the talents. How many know that? I mean, this is like basic Sunday school, like elementary, right? Where God gave people their talents. And some, they went, they, one went and buried his talent in the ground. And God, when he came to the time of harvest, he was expecting fruit. Why did Jesus Christ curse the fig tree? It didn't have any fruit. God expects fruit from us. He has put, he, he, God, the Bible says that, the prophet says that he wanted to have preeminence in the bride. He wanted folks to come and sing. He wanted you to come and have a special song. He wanted you to be on the guitar. He wanted you to be playing the piano. He had a seed that he placed in you so that you can produce fruit. He didn't want you to stay at home and just stream. He wanted you to be in the bench saying amen, praise God. Hallelujah. So God requires fruit. Amen. So he says, the same produces much fruit. This is Bible, friends. For without me, you can do nothing. Without me. For if a man abideth not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. I've seen many branches that have withered. I've seen many branches. Look, we, we preach by faith, right? Say, everyone, we are all redeemed. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. We are predestined. That's fine. But we have to balance also. Wake out your salvation with fear and trembling. Because if we don't balance, we can get into an extreme where people become so secure until they are lost. You have to have also some sincerity. The hardest thing to do for a, for a preacher is to bring sincerity without being legalistic. But there's a balance in between, right? You want, you want, you want to show the grace of God but you also don't want grace with disgrace. You also don't want people to be complacent. Praise God. You want people to be sincere, people to pray, people to still, you know, say amen, people to still break through, cry, you know, in their closets. You also want kids to be, you know, on fire for God. But you don't want to use your physical strength. You don't want to, you don't want to you know, drag people to say, please come to church. That's not what we're trying to do. That's not what I'm trying to do. 
I'm just, you know, giving the word, hoping that God can quicken that word in some people's hearts. Praise be to God. All right. Ezekiel chapter 28. I, th- I think we've talked about this one. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, to me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation unto the king of Tyrus, and, and say unto him. So Ezekiel was addressing the king of Tyrus. And says, Thus says the Lord, Thou slayest up the son full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. So you can see that the prophet here was no longer talking about Tyrus. He was addressing that the spirit that was behind King Tyrus. And that spirit was Lucifer, who was in the garden of Eden. Praise God. So the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's education. So are we saying we shouldn't go to school? We should go to school. I went to school. I went to college. All the other things which are not the Bible, they are the tree of good, of good and evil. In our world, there are things that we can't avoid. But what you don't want is to spend all your time under that tree of knowledge of good and evil, where all your time is just on Netflix. You are now feasting on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And before you know it, you are anointed. Because the stuff that is coming out, whether it's Disney, I don't care what it is, it's just laced with poison. I mean, you can't believe that this stuff is for kids. I mean, there are all kinds of teachings, all kinds of subliminal messages behind those things. So that's knowledge of good and evil. So the prophet says when you, when you finish your education, you want to you know, jump and go to the tree of life. But if you stay under this tree, you will die. Praise God. John 7, verse 37. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried. Now, this was the last day, and this was the feast of tabernacles. So, Jesus Christ, when he came, he did not come to, to come to break the law. He was fulfilling the law. That's why he was crucified on Passover. Yet, to fulfill everything by the dot. That's why the, the Holy Ghost came 50 days after Passover. Because that's what the Bible says in the book of the law. So this was the Feast of, of Tabernacles. Now the Feast of Tabernacles was the last feast which was on the seven feasts of the Jews in Leviticus, you know, from, from Passover to, 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 to the Feast of Tabernacles. So the Feast of Tabernacles, it represents the millennium. So the Jews would come together because remember when God took them from Egypt, he said, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may come and worship me. That they may come and have my feasts. This is why I, I say it's very important to come to church. Because we, we, how can we have these feasts spiritually if we don't come to church? So they were required to come to Jerusalem at certain feasts. Remember Jesus Christ when, he was, when, when Mary wanted to go to Jerusalem. It was one of the feasts. I, don't mean, I think that was, that was the census. But it was a time, I think, when Jesus Christ was lost. I think it was one of the feasts when they were they had to gather to Jerusalem. So this Feast of Tabernacles on the last day, which was prophesying of the day that we are living in. Remember the quotation that Brother Barry read. He says that the eternal church age after Laodicea. So after Laodicea, we are going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. From the marriage supper of the Lamb, we are going to the millennium. So we are going to the Feast of Tabernacles. So Jesus stands up on the last day of the Feast of Tabernacles, and he says, if any man is thirst, 
Let him come to me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow the rivers of water. Amen. But this speak he of the spirit, which they shall believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost had not yet been given, because Jesus was not glorified. So Jesus Christ, remember in the Feast of Trumpets, the prophet says that it's not only demons which were bound by the river Euphrates. The Holy Ghost was also bound by, the, by creeds and dogmas. In the church ages, they could not have the fullness of the Holy Ghost because of creeds and dogmas. Because of the traditions of man. Because of Romanism and Catholicism. But at the end of the ages, praise God, on the last day of the feast, the fountain of, of the Holy Ghost is opened. Because all the creeds have been destroyed. All the dogmas have been destroyed. Now we see, not in a darkly mirror, but face to face, we see Jesus Christ, the word of God. Hallelujah. We have got no excuse. Luther could not have the fullness of the Holy Spirit because he had a partial revelation. John Wesley could not have the fullness of the Holy Spirit because he had a partial revelation. The Azusa revival could not have the fullness of the Holy Ghost because they had a partial revelation. But we have the open word. By the revelation of the open of the seven seals, we see the Bible, we see Jesus Christ from Genesis to Revelation. Therefore, it's upon us to have the fullness of the waters of life that will get us into the rapture. Praise be to God. Because remember, we are living in the time of the full word. That's why we don't belong to a camp. That's why we don't belong to a denomination. That's why we don't belong. Isms may come and go, but the bride will never be under an ism. Because we are living in the fullness of the word. You can be you know, a parousia doctrine or, or, or a thunder's movement. Those are just little movements. But the word of God will always be the word of God. Some will say, well, we are, we are tape only. Some will say, oh, we are fivefold only. Listen, we have come to a time where we can no longer follow a camp. We have received the fullness of the word. If you go to Matthew chapter 16, the Bible says, Jesus Christ said, he says, uh, who do men say I, the son of man, am? Some said you are Jeremiah. Was that correct? Yes, it was correct. But it was a partial revelation. Some say that you are Elijah. Was that correct? Yes, it was correct. But it was the partial revelation. Some say you are John. Jesus Christ was all of the prophets. Praise God. How many knows that? But all these testimonies were partial revelations. In other words, they were denomination. They just believed part of the word. And part of the word. And part of the word. But Peter, by divine revelation, he said, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. In other words, he is Jeremiah. He is Elijah. He is all the prophets and all the law combined. The food, the great fountain of the living water. It's all the fullness of it. The prophet says that the last church age, they receive all the reward of the other six ages. How many knows that? Because we have the fullness of the word of God. And friends, we have received such a great revelation. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. And now, this year, Revelation chapter 22, it talks about the millennium. It talks about the new heavens and the new earth. It is, the Bible says that the kings of the earth shall come and take leaves from the tree of life. 
And these leaves shall be for the healing of the nations. Because there will be no more wars. No more Ukraine versus Russia. No more price wars. No more gas problems. No more fighting. No more red states, blue states. No more this and that. It's just peace. Hallelujah. And the grass will be blue. And the lion shall lay down with the, with, with, with the lamb. Praise God. No more days of sorrow. No more days of wondering. Well, what, 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 what am I, what's going to happen to my pension? If the economy collapses, am I going to lose my... I, I, no more. We don't have to worry about anything. No more worrying about your back problem. No more being stressed about your work. No more getting worried about, you know, taking your medication. It will be a, a day of endless peace. It will be one eternal day that can never cease. Friends, it's like, it's something that is indescribable. We, you and I, we don't want to miss it. We want to make sure that we are in that day. Is that right, Brother Keith? I don't want to miss that day. I want to be part of that day. Praise God. Let's read here. My time is running. The Bible says, the prophet says here in broken systems, he that fountain was standing among them, the bread of life was standing among them, and still they did not want it. They would rather have their own system, right? So the broken system is, you know, a man-made well, right? Where people try to, you know, have their own man-made dominational system. But God wants us to have what? A fountain of living water. That's exactly the difference. Dug themselves systems. He said, if any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He is that fountain that was opened in the house of David. As the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow the rivers of living water. It will, they will, the belly, it will not flow gossip. It will not flow cursing. It will not flow bitterness. But it will flow rivers of living water. He, that is, he, he, that, he is that artesian well. Out of his belly or innermost being shall flow the rivers of living water. You know, Jacob dug three wells. The first well was strife. strife because the Philistines, they came, they took it. And then he dug another well, and he called it Malice. That's what the prophet says. That's what the Bible says. The Philistines, they came, and they also took that well. But he dug the last one and says, hey, there's room for everyone. This fountain, it's, it, there's room for everyone. There's no need to fight. There's no need to stew. Anyone can drink and you cannot exhaust this fountain of water. It was so great of a well until the, the Samaritan said, Are you, the Samaritan woman said, are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well? That well was talking about Jesus. Friends, you have to be planted by the rivers of water. Praise God. Yet, this is what we're talking about in the rejected king. I'm going to skip this. Uh, we, I think we talk about... Uh, so let's talk about, for example, a river. Some of the purposes of a river. A river is a defense. How many knows that? That a river is a defense. That's why, you know, Russia is trying to, you know, secure the passage to the Black Sea and all that stuff. Because a river is a defense. Remember in Babylon, they were, de- they were fortified by, by the Euphrates River. A river represents a defense, you know. A river, you know, you use it for watering your crops. You know, a river is also used for transportation. How many knows that 10% of all the world's goods pass through the Mississippi River? 10%. A river marks boundary, right? Israel, you know, you talk about the Jordan River and, you know, it marks boundaries. A, a, A river provides food. 
So when we talk about Jesus Christ being the fountain of living water, we are talking about all these things. And we can, we can talk about many of things. It's not just a, a, a little uh, uh, you know, fountain that you can do. It's a great fountain of water. It will give you defense from diseases. It will give you defense from sin. It will give you food. It will sustain you. You have to have the water of life. If you look at the next slide here, this is the map of United States. And I think this is the map of Australia. If you look at America, the reason why America, you know, it's, you have got people pretty much everywhere is because our great rivers, they pass through pretty much, you know, America, right? I mean, Mississippi cuts through 10 states across. But if you look at Australia, people, they live on the banks of the continent. In the middle, there's no one there. Because people were following water. The reason why you have got problems in Nevada, Arizona, is because there's no water. That place was not supposed to be inhabited. But they, they went in anyhow, and there's no water, and now it's a problem. And they spend more money <laughs> you know, trying to get water in, in Nevada more than they spend on anything else. Praise God. Because when people move and settle, they follow the water. So when we make our decisions where we will live, the first thing that comes is, where is church? Where can I get, where, where can I be fed? I can get a job today in Saudi Arabia. Even if they pay me, I don't know, triple, quadruple, <laughs> six digit, whatever. If there's no church, I'm not going to go there. Because I'll be planted in a desert. You know, I, I, I lived in the Middle East in Dubai for three months, you know, just visiting. My brother was working there. They've got a big water problem because it's a desert, you know. And you find that in the Middle East, many wars were fought for water. You know, the Nile River, it's the Nile River. Some people actually worship the Nile River because water is such a, a great thing. You know, remember the Six-Day War when Israel was fighting for the Golan Heights because that's where the water was coming through, right? So you ask yourself, you know, Abraham, he comes to a place. What does he do? He digs up wells. How many knows that? First thing is that he digs up wells and then he makes an altar. You cannot separate those two. The tree of life goes with the river of life. But today we have got people who make decisions where they can just go wherever. There's no church, there's no pastor, there's no ministry. And then they start to figure out, okay, where can I find water? Where can I find church? Maybe, I guess I'll just stream. The question is, what are you doing there? God will provide for you where there is water. Because remember, Lot, he chose by sight, but Abraham chose by faith. Lot looked at the plains, right? They looked so green and so nice, but he did not see the fire raining down from heaven. He did not see his children being perverted by the, homo, by the homosexuals. He did not choose by faith. But Abraham, he chose by faith because he was a man of faith. And I say to the young people today, when you make your decisions about college, about marriage, about your career, the first thing that you should ask yourself is, will I be fed thoroughly? Because you may take it for granted, but I tell you, you will die, and you will wither, and you will not prosper. Praise God. So you can look at the map of Israel. You know, Jordan cuts through, because there were, there were ten and a half tribes on this side, and then there were nine and a half, and then there were two and a half tribes on the other side of Jordan, Dan, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh. They were separated by the Jordan River. Praise God. 
So the Jordan River, it, it, it was, you know, a life-giving resource. The prophet says here, I think we spoke about this, in the Feast of Trumpet. And when, I'm just going to read to you so that you know that it's coming from the message. While this group here, down here, has got 2,000 bound at the river of Euphrates, and he has been bound for 2,000 years. And remember, I want you to know that when, when, when the angel of the Lord says, uh, watch Russia, the king of the north, it's north in relation to Israel. Because Israel is the God's timepiece. So when the angel says, watch Russia, the king of the north, it's not north of America or north of Canada. It's north of Israel. Because physically, when the, right now the river Euphrates is dried out. So it makes it easy for Russia wants to come down. Because remember, during Armageddon, all the countries will come and fight Israel. How many knows that? Zechariah, we don't have time to go through that. But it's because spiritually the river of Euphrates dried out and the demons came. And naturally it has also dried out. It has been bound for 2,000 years. Also that church has, has the Holy Ghost for nearly 2,000 years under martyrdom back there and under the church ages. It's been bound not at the river Euphrates but at the door of creeds and dogmas. Whenever you have got creeds and dogmas, you are binding the Holy Ghost. And I want to say this, I don't want to be evangelical or to be too hard, but I also want to say that there are things that we have that bind the Holy Spirit. It's not just creeds and dogmas. Habits can bind the Holy Ghost. Things, I don't want to get into things. You know what I'm talking about. Those things will bind the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it could be magazines that you are reading that you know you're not supposed to be reading. We, we cannot make a volume to say, read this, don't read this. Your, your heart should tell you. What you are eating is grieving the Holy Ghost. It could be some music that you are listening to. It could be some websites that you are visiting. It could be some series that you are watching. It could be some novels that you are reading. The prophet says people's hearts, they become closed. Because they've been pulled through true story magazines and things like that. And the Bible says, guard your heart. For out of it comes the issues of life. How many knows that Israel, when they were encamped in, in the wilderness, they had three tribes on this side, three tribes on this side, three tribes on They were guarding the mercy seat. And where is the mercy seat today? The mercy seat is in the heart of the believer. God God, the Most High God does not dwell in house made of man. The Most High God dwells in human hearts. He said to, 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 to David, what house will you build me? God wanted to dwell in human beings. So we are the temple of God. So because God dwells in our hearts, I'm not saying we shouldn't have fun, we shouldn't you know, do this, but I'm just saying you have to be very careful. When you feel checked with the Holy Ghost, then you need to stop. Because why? Those things will bind the Holy Spirit. And then when you come to church and then people are singing, you're just staring, right? No, brother kid will be singing, just staring at him. There's no life inside. Why? Because the Holy Ghost has been bound. You, can, you, can, you try to pray, you feel like you want to sleep. Why? Because the Holy Spirit has been grieved out. Praise be to God. We, are, we live in a country where there's a lot of entertainment. But we don't want to be taken by the spirit of that. You know, we, every time, you know, whether it's work, wherever, you know, people have to gather through some food, some barbecue, some game, or something like that. That's fine. But you should not allow it to take you too much 
Because the Bible says that as it was in the days of Noah, where people were eating and drinking, nothing wrong with eating and drinking, but it became a spirit. Praise be to God. Where people just exist to eat and to drink. Praise God. I'm about to close. Don't get, don't get nervous. <laughs> Brother Diggs. Brother Diggs <laughs> says, yeah, no, I'm about to close. <laughs> so the Bible says in Matthew chapter, six, chapter 16, I think we, we talked about this. I have two more slides and then we, we close. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, the Bible says, the fruit of the spirit is gentleness, patience, kindness, faithfulness, love, joy, self-control, peace, goodness. And the Bible does not say the fruits. It says the fruit is one thing. You cannot have one without the other. There's no half Holy Spirit. I know you have to grow into it and you have to mature, but the Holy Spirit bears forth one fruit. And I want to say to you tonight, you know, in closing, that we have to be planted in the right place. We have to be planted under the right influence. Especially us, the young people. The devil, he, he works over time to make sure that he takes us from the right influence. Because once you are under the wrong influence, you're going you, to lose the game. It's like you know, playing a ping pong ta- table that is like this. It has to be, you know, once you are outside of your ground, then the ping pong table is going to be like this. And you are playing on this other side. It's going to be hard for you to defend. Why? Because you are under the wrong influence. The prophet preached many sermons on influence, which I recommend for everyone to read. You don't know how important, how, how, how much influence it has on our lives when we don't know it. And the prophet says that you become what you read. You become what you eat. If, if I, I was, I was reading an article the other, the other time, they say there's the most expensive ham in the world. I think it comes from somewhere in Italy. I said, why is it so expensive? It's because the pigs, they eat you know, this kind of special food. If you think of it, it's like uh, grass-fed uh, beef, right? It's more expensive than just regular beef. It's because it feeds on grass. And because it feeds on grass, it affects the quality of the meat. That's in the natural. So you become what you feed on. You become, you know, the influence that you stay under, that's what you become. Praise be to God. So we want to make sure that we are under the right influence. Do not be misled. Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Uh, Forgive me, these slides are meant for young people. So (laughs) if they look, you know, uh, more elementary. (laughs) Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. You cannot, if you take a good apple and you put it among good apples, if you take a bad apple, you put it on good apples, the good apples are not going to change the bad apple. But the bad apple are certainly going to change the good apples. That's how it is. You cannot change the world. You cannot say, well, I'm going to marry someone from the world and I'll testify to him. He might not believe and he might believe, he might come to church, but you have trouble down the road. God might not be happy with that. You know, you cannot change the world. 
This is, I mean, this is for young people. You can't say, well, ah, he's a Christian. You know, he goes to, that, to this church. Well, that's fine, but is he a believer? It's not for us. We're not condemning anyone, but you want to marry someone who believes what you believe. Because it's even harder for people in marriages who are married to believers. Jesus Christ said it's, if it's difficult for the green tree, how much more for, for the dry tree? Is that correct? Don't be deceived. Praise be to God. Look, I, mean, I know that you know, we come through different ways. Some have come to the message through marriage. God always has grace. But I'm just preaching the word of God in general terms, that don't go out of your way to go to the world. Praise be to God. Don't say, well, someone did it so I can do it. Listen, someone's mistake should be your stepping stone. It must not be an excuse. Praise God. If, if I smoked cigarettes in the world before I got saved, you shouldn't say, I'm going to smoke cigarettes because brother, brother Aaron also smoked cigarettes. The difference between I'm just going to say this in closing. The difference between uh, Belteshazzar and his father, what was the name of his father? Um, Nebuchadnezzar. It was Nebuchadnezzar, God uh, struck him for seven years, and then he came back again, and he repented, because there was no example for him. But Belteshazzar, the handwriting came on the wall, and it says, take a take minute of sin. And God did not give him a second chance because God, when Daniel interpreted the handwriting on the wall, he said, you should have known from your father that you cannot do these things. So he was not given a second chance because he had an example. Some people went through what they went through and God forgave them because they had no example. That's why now we are living in a very dangerous hour because the word of God has been opened. And we know better than the people in the church in the dark ages. We, knew, we know better than John Wesley. Wesley could smoke a cigarette and go and preach the gospel. Because he did not know. But I cannot do that because I know better. And I will be judged more strictly because of the light that I have received. Luther could say the Jews are antichrist because they crucified the Lord. Because he didn't know. And God, he, he was perfect in the eyes of God because that was based on the light that he had. That's why I don't believe in people today who want to cancel uh, Jefferson or Stonewall Jackson and they say, hey, he fought in the Confederate Army. Look, he, he lived the life based on the light that he had on that day. You cannot judge him with the light that we have today. We have to respect him because he, he acted sincerely because of the life that he had during his time. We cannot take the message today and judge Luther by that message. Things don't work like that. Praise be to God. You are judged by the light of your day. Abraham Lincoln was, was, was the best in his day, based on the light that he had. George Washington was great in his day, based on the light that he had. I cannot say, well, I'm, I'm not going to recognize the 4th of July because of this, this, because this guy did this. No, no, no. You are trying to, you are missing things. You are judged by the message of your time. That's why we say that <laughs> you cannot, you have to believe the message for you to make it. Because remember, <laughs> the, the gates of Jerusalem, there are 12 gates, right? And the Bible says that on, on each gate is the name of the apostles. You go through a gate. And we are going through a gate called Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ said, 
I, Jesus, have sent my angel. Praise be to God. If the musicians can come. Tonight, are you planted by the rivers of water? Are you bearing forth fruit? Are you praying the way you used to pray? When was the last time you listened to a message, to a tape? When was the last time you sat together as a family and said, today we are going to listen to a sermon? Or it's, or it's just like a TikTok, a two-minute devotion. <laughs> when was the last time you, you know, as a family, you say, you say what, today we're going to have Bible study. And today, these days, you know, we've had so, things so easy until it has corrupted us. You know, back then we used to sing these hymns because we didn't have, you know, slideshows. Because we sang them a lot and we knew them. Right now, if you don't have a PowerPoint up there, people are singing, you know, no one knows the verses of the songs. Because we don't sing them. We only sing them when we come to church. Unless if you're a musician. But it ought not to be like that. We have to be planted by the rivers of living water. And I want to apologize if my message was a little bit cutting tonight. I love you all so much. I love each and every one of you. And as a minister of the gospel, I'm going to be asked and hold accountable for what I preach and I, I have to do a good job because God is going to hold me responsible for what I preach and what I teach the young people. Praise be to God. If we can stand and, and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight, Lord Jesus, for the rivers of life that you are. Lord God, you said, if any man is thirst, let him come. Let him come and drink from the fountain. Lord Jesus, there are many souls that are thirsty tonight. Some are streaming, Lord. The devil has been trying, Lord, to satisfy the thirst with the things of the world. But Lord, David said, as a heart panteth for the water brook, my soul thirsteth after thee, O God. Lord Jesus, I need more of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. I'm hungering tonight, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, not for Oh God, the things of the world, not for a, a man-made religion, but from a living water that springs forth from within. Lord God, that gives peace that goes beyond understanding. Lord Jesus Christ, we are living in a dry land. We are living in, a, in the last days where there is so much evil in the land. I think, Father, of the demons that came, Lord God, on that day. And they said, don't send us to the dry places. Send us to the peaks. They did not want to go to the dry places. They wanted somewhere where there was a bit of water, of moisture. How much more, Father, should we, Lord God, as your children, stay by the rivers of living water? Help us to drink, Father. The fountain is here already. Give us, Lord God, the strength to drink. Father, I'm a minister of the gospel. I can take the sheep to the river but I cannot make them drink. Lord Jesus Christ may you help each and every one of your children all the young people that are here some who are not here to drink from the message of the hour until we are all changed granted Lord bless our pastor who is away and sister Becky we love them so much bless them father on their anniversary oh God bless their family we commit them into your hands in Jesus Christ's name Amen God bless you I'm drinking from the springs of living water.
my soul is satisfied, satisfied. I'm drinking at the springs of living water. Oh, wonderful and bountiful supply. Cross of Christ one day I came Where springs of living water did abound Oh, I'm drinking at the springs of living water Happy now am I, my soul they satisfy I'm drinking at the springs of living water Oh, wonderful and bountiful supply. How sweet the living water from the hills of God. Makes me glad and happy all the way. My glory, grace, and blessing mark the path I've trod. I'm shouting hallelujah every day. Oh, I'm drinking at the springs of living water. Happy now am I, my soul they satisfy. I'm drinking at the springs of living water. Oh, wonderful and bountiful supply. Oh, sinner, won't you come today to Calvary? Flowing deep and wide The Savior now invites you to the water free Where thirsting spirits can be satisfied Oh, I'm drinking at the springs of living water Happy now am I my soul they satisfy I'm drinking at the springs of living water Oh, wonderful and bountiful supply Oh, I'm drinking at the springs of living water Happy now am I My soul they satisfy I'm drinking at the springs of living water Oh, wonderful and bountiful supply. Amen. How many enjoyed that this evening? Amen. Hallelujah. I know that was, that was for me. I will certainly say that the, the Lord knew what I needed. You know, there's, um, there's a, there is a great famine in the land, you know, both naturally and spiritually. There's no way that all the things that's taking place, you know, all these shootings that are happening on a, on a weekly basis now, it's because that light is pulling back. There, there's, no, there's nothing there to, to feed the people. And God's people are gathering where the water is. I'm so thankful He's led me to that fountain, aren't you? Amen. I sure appreciate that, Brother Aaron. God bless you. I, I sure. Let's give Brother Aaron a hand. Let's just sing this song as we head out. Remember your. Uh,
pastor as, as him and sister Becky are traveling remember all those that's not with us those that's sick those that's got loved ones that's sick and those that's just maybe you just need a, a special touch from the Lord just pray for each other and we'll come back here this weekend and bring that same energy because he's the same God and he'll be right here waiting on you when you come here amen there's a fountain opened in the house of David to you who And there are streams of grace that's flowing down from Calvary now. Saints, go in the fear of the Lord.